0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.
1: Welcome to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster and I am excited to have Emma Salmon on today. Um, she is the founder and operator of Positively Africana, which is a cultural um, brand store. Um, you're creating jobs and economic vitality for African women, entrepreneurs and artists. You're a fitness guru. Um, I'm sure a ton of people have taken classes with you and now you have a store in Thorns. So. I'm so happy to have you on the show. You are such a light in this valley. Thank you for coming on.
2: Oh, it's such a great honor to be here. (laughs) (laughs) And and
1: this is your first radio appearance, right? Yes. This is your first first time
2: I love it. First time ever. Yeah, I
1: love it. This is great. This is great. We're, we're going to do awesome together. So, you know, M.A., um, we first met, I think, through fitness. Um, you know, you've kind of been evolving as a person, um, as we all do. Um, but, you know, now you have a store uh, on the second floor of Thorns, right across from my old store, Jackson and & Connor. And Will, Nighttime Will, is now the owner of that. So, we're having, like, this really cool... <laughs> per- (laughs) purposeful, meaningful, placemaking conversation right now, Um, but you have a really interesting story about how you got here, and so I would love for for you to talk a little bit about your journey to Western Massachusetts, so people can know a little bit about your background before we get started on this place here.
2: Of course. Um, As you know, I was born and grew up in Democratic Republic of the Congo. So I moved in the valley um, 10 years ago. And it has been quite a journey because I had to learn English from scratch. Um, I had to um, explore educational opportunity in this area. So it was quite interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, not only the language barrier, but unfamiliar environments. Um, a foreign culture.
2: Absolutely, it was like being a baby again and just like start learning this is a spoon and this is a fork. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I went to the International Language Institute of Massachusetts in Northampton. where love ILI. It's a great place, I took English classes there. Uh, And from ILI I went to GCC, Greenfield Community College, and. I got my associate in health sciences, liberal arts. Then I transferred to Mount Holyoke College, where I got my degree in psychology and education, with a minor in entrepreneurship, organizations, and society. So it's a lot. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> this is Joan Holiday yeah. here. I'm just running the board, but I'm impressed. I don't know if I could do that if the situation were reversed. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Oh, thank you.
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot, and especially because in Africa, in the DRC, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, there was a lot of stuff happening, right? Like turmoil and
2: always. Yeah. Always. Um, it's going to be challenging. Yeah. There's a lot of hardship. Um, yeah, just like going by every day, living through. Just like everyday struggle, um, yeah, it's real. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I can start with that, but um, there's a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. and so um, there was turmoil. There was uh, a volcanic eruption. I read on your LinkedIn profile, mm. um, which. I didn't know about. Um, were you actually in the DRC when that happened?
2: Yes, I was twelve years old, and I experienced the Nyiragongo volcano eruption in my town, and it burned my house, my town, and everything. So we heard to we had to start from scratch in the Congo, and I was raised by a single mother. Um, and she had to go through all of that mm-hmm. with seven children. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was intense. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, thinking about having a volcano eruption happen and decimate your town, decimate your, you know, families, your house, your animals, your structures, I mean, all of it. It's it's absolutely uh, unimaginable, yeah. you know. Um.
2: And my family had to be refugees in Rwanda during the volcano eruption. Um, just like watching my mom, uh, no home. The home was gone. Um, no schools. Our schools was burned. All we saw when we returned was lava. So you were able to
1: evacuate. They, you were given enough time to to get out. To go? Did you have any time to grab anything,
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm just, we, yeah. We didn't have time at all no. because um, we were running and all my mom took was her nursing diploma in our house. And we had to go to Rwanda and stay there where we didn't have clean water, we didn't have electricity, we didn't have anything. The first night, night we stayed, in a refugee camp, and we had to wait for people to provide basic needs because there are a lot of organizations in the Congo, Rwanda. um, They came and provide water, blanket, um, so we can stay warm. Uh, But uh, I never forget. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you never forget something like that. Yeah, it stayed with me Uh until now, just like thinking about those strangers who showed up and provide support. Um, Yeah, it taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just looking back as an adult, I was Mm -hmm. 12 years old at the time, but just looking back, that experience, it's a lot of lessons. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I also saw on your LinkedIn that 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 time was sort of the beginning of a lot of the seeds that you've germinated and you've grown now. Mm-hmm. You know, the foundation for, um, I think you said, hope and resilience mm-hmm. and acts of kindness.
2: Right. Um, hope and resilience are just like, you, you you lose your home. You don't have a home anymore. You don't have a place to go school. You don't have your community or lava. But I saw resilience through my mother, her strength. The way that um, despite all of that, um, seven of us, what she said, everything gonna be okay. It's just like, we know that it's not okay. (laughs) We know that things are burned out. And um, she just helped us calm down. We're gonna be fine. I took my, my nursing diploma gonna get another job, and we're gonna start all over again. And we did.
1: Did you start all over in Rwanda, or did you go back to the Congo?
2: After six months in a refugee camp, we went back. And then my mom found a job, um, because her work in the Congo, she's a midwife nurse. Um, And uh, nurses back home, it's not like nurses here, you know, they still have their challenges. Like like, people who, nurses, teachers, uh, soldiers. They're people who are they're not paid fairly compared to other job. So despite that, um, she just kept the hope, and we finally found the house. It was not perfect. But it's just just a place where we had to just like make something that we called home again. Mm-hmm. um, we used to have a big house, we used to have a car, we used to have different things, but just all gone,
1: yeah, zero, yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean, just wiped out, yeah, you know, and I think we're we're starting to feel that more as a. As you know, as a race, mm-hmm. because of the global climate crisis, and you know, we're hearing more about just things that are happening everywhere that have to do with like flooding and mm-hmm. devastation, weather related devastation. But mm-hmm. yeah, to think about losing everything and just having it be instantaneous you know, you just have to go, you just have to take off. Right. Um, really humbling, I can imagine, and just.
2: Very humbling. Yeah, just being without food and you don't know where the next meal gonna come. Mm-hmm. You don't know where the next water gonna come. Mm-hmm. Just like waiting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you said you have six siblings. Yes. Where do you fall in the in the line of the kids?
2: Number five. Number five. Yeah, I have brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How were they during all of it? You know, I'm sure everyone was different and, and dealing with different things. Yeah,
2: we had to deal with different struggles. Yeah. Yeah, um, but after that six months, we return and find schools again and trying to reintegrate in the community, um, Congolese community, of course. Uh, yeah, but it was hard, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Um, and, you know, I was thinking a little bit about Rwanda. Mm-hmm. Um, how were the people there? Because I, I don't know what year the the eruption was. Um, but, you know, going to Smith, learning about, like, the Hutus and the Tutsis and, mm. you know, a lot of the... the the issues that were going on like in Rwanda. I don't know if you were there at that time or if the people were generally nice to you or mm. if the camp was the camp and the you know the other part of the country was the other part of the country.
2: Right. Uh, Rwanda is doing better. Um, I think the administration right now and the new president solve a lot of, of the conflict of the Hutu and Tutti. Um The country now is cleaner than ever. And also he, um, he changed that, uh, the ideas of discrimination, trying to bring the Hutu and Tuti together. I think now they have more laws and policies to change things.
1: Awesome. Yeah, We're going to hear more about this when we come back. This is Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm here with Emmy Salomon. We'll be right back.
0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The western mass business show with tara brewster whmp
1: welcome back to the western mass business show i'm tara brewster and my guest today is ma salmon and she is the founder and operator of positively africana which is now located on the second floor of Thorns Marketplace, um, right by the backstop, right by Laban Natan, um, Booklink. Uh, yes, there is a second floor to Thorns, everyone. So <laughs> you should use the elevator to go to L2 or the stairs. Um, yes, <laughs> it's a magical <laughs> mystery tour of Thorns. But every day um, as a business owner, people used to come up and say, I had no idea there was a second floor up here. And it's like, There's a oh, huge staircase right there. I believe me Joan it was a thing I'm sure it's still a thing (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, so just letting everyone know you're up there um and people should go visit because you have some really beautiful items um for sale from um a lot of African women entrepreneurs and artists that you bring in um it's a beautifully cultivated assortment of things um but M.A. um We just heard your story about um, coming uh, of the trials and tribulations that you experienced in the um, Democratic Republic of Congo and the volcano and Rwanda and going back to the Congo. And so talk a little bit about how you came from the Congo to Western Massachusetts. Like why here? What made you come to Northampton?
2: All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was never my plan to travel in the United States ever, but it happened. Um, I met my partner, um, Chris, in the Congo. And um, he is from Alaska. And uh, he used to work with a hospital, uh, Hill Africa Hospital, in my town. And um, in the Congo, I used to work with a nonprofit organization that's combat children exploitation. And uh, one of m- my uncle uh, was his karate instructor. And my uncle was like, used to teach me self defense for women. And then he was like, okay, I'm teaching one American guy, I'm uh, <laughs> teaching him karate. Uh, what if you guys take a class together? I'm like, okay. I will be there. And then uh, Chris and I met and we took karate lesson. We ended up falling in love with each other. Um, and uh... <laughs> I didn't know this story. I'm really glad I asked
1: this question because I did not know the story.
2: Yeah, and my brother used to teach Chris French and also um, Swahili and help him how to navigate the Congolese culture in my town, so. Yeah, full family connection and we ended up dating got engaged in the Congo and then um moved to the US um in Massachusetts. Why Massachusetts? Because he works in Springfield and he moved from Alaska to Massachusetts. And now we live here with our 9-year-old son, CJ. CJ.
1: <laughs> so cute. <laughs>
2: um
1: that's a that's great. I love that story and I love that your two brothers basically hooked you up with Chris. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know if they intentionally did yeah, that but, but um, it's just happened. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's great. <laughs> and I think it's great that he he knows
1: them, knew them, you mm-hmm. know, it's good to have that extra support and I love the karate um, (laughs) story too because I feel like fitness is so a part of how I think of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if your beginnings of personal fitness and mental health started with your brother and karate or if it existed before, Mm -hmm. but do you want to talk a little bit about you know, just your embodiment of whole health wellness?
2: Okay. Um, With karate and uh, the one that I did in the Congo, um, I really didn't get into the... uh, the fitness like I'm here, but it was just like I wanted to be able to defend myself as a woman, have that skill of martial arts. So if anything happened to me, I can be able to defend myself. That's how I got into karate. But moving here, I discovered my passion for health and wellness because it was very lonely and isolating as a new immigrant, not having a family here not having friends, I didn't know anyone. Um, it was just just like you, Tara, for example, someone for you in China. You don't speak the language, you don't know anyone, and you have to make a living there and build a family there. So that was my situation. So uh, fitness gave me a sense of belonging and, and community as a new immigrant. I started to take fitness classes at the local YMCA. Um, and I loved it, even though I didn't speak English, people was nice to me, we will smile, and I call dance my first first language in the United States Mm. because even though I couldn't communicate with words, we could dance and smile, and appreciate each other without words. Was this Zumba? Zumba, (laughs) Zumba classes. And then when I went to Zumba classes, people were asking me, are you an instructor? I'm like, no, I'm just just a student. It's like, oh, you're so good. We're following you on the back. I was like, okay, maybe I should try to be an instructor. (laughs) (laughs) I went on and take certifications to be a Zumba instructor, strong hits instructor, certified personal trainer, and identified the benefit of uh, exercise with m- mental health, physical, uh, and emotional well being. So, and I decided to share that joy that fitness gave me to people in our community too. And is that when you became
1: ISSA certified? Mm hmm. Okay. And so <laughs> that's, I think that's around the time when I first met you when you had that business. Mm-hmm. Um and it was a, a fitness business. Was it online through your website? Were you teaching classes in Amherst and Northampton?
2: Yes, when I started, I was teaching in, in, in Amherst as just my small business. At the time, I didn't know what like the structures of business, and I had to learn as, I, as time went by. Um, but um, I used to teach two places in Northampton and Amherst.
1: Yeah, and that business um, people would know that because it was called
2: Africana Dance and Fitness. Yeah, yeah,
1: great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't remember it now because I'm I'm just thinking of positively Africana, mm-hmm. which was a rebrand. Yeah, re-brand, right. Yes. Um. So you had the fitness classes online and also in person, um, where people could come, and there was a variety of classes. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like a hit
2: class, the mm-hmm. Zumba class. And strength training. And strength training. So when I became a personal trainer, now I, I'm teaching strength training as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so
1: talk a little bit about um, who would come to your class and what, what you felt like you were creating in that business. You know, the sense of community with women, mm-hmm. um, you know, and what you were trying to sort of do, um, because you did so much. I feel like you impacted so many women's lives um, Mm -hmm. through that first.
2: Yeah, so what I created, and I'm still creating it, uh, is a place for women to feel themselves, to express themselves through movement, um, and also for them to have a sense of belonging and community, uh, where they can meet other women, network, have fun, uh, release their stress and go home, um, go back into the world when they feel physically, mentally, and emotionally healthy, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I love that. It's really important for for spaces like that to exist and I think that the times that I took your classes, they were really fun and engaging and um, you did walk away with a sense of like feeling lighter and feeling better. Um, but I can't believe we're already at our next break. I told you this would go fast. I'm Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm here with M.A. Salmon, and uh, she's the founder of uh, Positively Africana. We'll be right back.
0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.
1: Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm here today with M.A. Salmon, and she is the founder and operator of Positively Africana. There is a store you can go to and shop at on the second floor of Thorns Marketplace. Um, and also, I heard some classes are also being offered there, too, which excites me. Um, before I forget, will you tell us about the classes? Like, can people... Sign up somewhere to take classes
2: with you. Um, How does that work? Sure. My classes are now at Thorns Marketplace, third floor. And um, if you're interested, you can sign up at www.positivelyafricana.com. Awesome. I need to do that. Remind me, before you
1: leave, I'll sign up for some classes, because it's been a while, and I love going upstairs. Um, are you in the Studio Helix Yes, space? Studio Helix. Okay, great, yeah. yeah. Um, and Kate and Bill um, are really great people, too, yes, up there. Yes, they are. And for everyone that doesn't know, there is a third floor in <laughs> Thor's Marketplace. Um, it doesn't have a lot, but it has um, Yoga Sanctuary, um, and, or actually Sanctuary now. It's not called Yoga Sanctuary anymore. I'm dating myself from my previous time in the building. And um, Studio Helix, along with some other um, offices and things. So, um, But I-, I love that you're here, and I love that I'm getting to interview you for the show because... I was thinking back, you know, to when we first met or when I first remember thinking about you or knowing you. And it definitely was around the time when you were on the ILI board, which is the International Language Institute. Um, Carolyn Gere, uh, who we love so much as uh, the executive director there. Um, and I think through that, through GCC, um, uh, I remember you being, um, the student representative for the GCC board, um, which is pretty awesome. Um, (laughs) and then I think also around that time, maybe 2019, I was driving around the valley in my car and you were all over billboards.
2: Oh my So yeah oh my is right I mean
1: so you know to quote Joan um, Who was talking about this Not uh, on the air But wow you know it's, it's really impressive For you to come here and to be Doing all of these things um, So how did you end up Being at GCC um, And not only being at GCC But excelling to where You're being asked to be on the board and being featured In billboards and things like that
2: Okay <laughs> yeah, um, I used to go at the International Language Institute before I transferred at GCC to take college classes. As I mentioned before, I had to learn English when I moved here. and um, yeah, I had a great experience at ILI the International Language Institute. Um, After taking my English classes, I decided to go to a community college. And when I started, just like, okay. Um, I started by taking college reading strategies, college writing strategies, before I take actual college classes. And that was really helpful for me from, from moving to Taking like grammar classes to a class that's gonna prepare me to take college classes and also to eventually take college classes. So, GCC was a great place as well um, because I got the chance to to involve in different activities. I worked as a work-study student in the IT department, um, and also I worked with the GCC Foundation Board as a student representative. And the support of GCC as a mother going to community college was great, great advisors, and yeah, it's really natured me um, to move on to my next steps.
1: Yeah, I, I love GCC. I um, think that, you know, we don't tout community colleges enough for just being amazing places that you can go to and get not only a great education, but uh, assistance and support in mm-hmm. in your livelihood. I mean, you know, I think... GCC in particular really changes outcomes for not only the individual but for families. Um, Absolutely, and I've just been nothing but impressed since I've been at the bank and really learning about more Franklin County institutions. And they're mm-hmm. such a they're such an amazing institution. Um, I actually got to see. Um, Eve Solomon Fernandez the other day and it had been a while um, so that was nice to catch up with her and then Michelle Shute and I um, are on the community foundation board so I get to connect with Michelle too. Um, big Amazing. fan. Yeah, <laughs> big fan of, of GCC. Yes. Um, and so did GCC help prepare you for Mount Holyoke? Did you always want to go to Mount Holyoke or like what was the... What was your decision-making process for, for that?
2: Yeah, GCC prepared me for Mount Holyoke because um, that associate degree and the credit that I got from Greenfield Community College was transferable, and my GPA was great. Um, and uh, my passion also for women. Uh, when I talked to my advisor. Uh, at the time was Rosemary Freeland at GCC. Um, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's also equally passionate about women empowerment and she went to Smith College and she mentioned to me and say like, oh, I think you'd be a great fit for Smith or Mount because you should go to women's college. Um, and I was like, okay, I should give it a shot. And then one day I saw Um, Carolyn, she used to work in the admission at Mount Holyoke College at GCC trying to recruit students. And I talked to her, I was like, I'm interested in um, Mount Holyoke and Smith College. She gave me one paper and I took it home. And uh, I started to do some research and look into Matt Holyoke and I found it very attractive. Their vision and like women empowerment is I care so much about women mm. and their their well being and um like okay, this align with my value and this is kind of a college that they wanna go to. I'll give it a shot and try. I try Smith Maholiok and other colleges around and uh and I felt like Mount Holyoke was a good fit for me. Mm. And it it really was. That's
1: yeah. awesome. Yeah, I don't have as much um, connection with Mount Holyoke, but <laughs> um, I am a Smithy, so I'm a little partial to Smith, but, mm-hmm. um, but Mount Holyoke is, is an amazing place for sure. And so when you were there, you studied psychology and education. Yes. And so... Are you doing what you hoped to be doing with your education from Mount Holyoke? Yes. What did you envision doing after you graduated?
2: Um, Psychology and education. When I took psychology classes and learning about the brain and learning about learning, and I found them interested. I was like, okay, I want to take more of psychology classes because when I went to Mount Holyoke, I didn't know what would be my major. I had to test different classes. And it's a good place to explore and they give you that chance to try different things until you find what you really like. And I enjoy psychology classes because I love working with people. I love also um, learning about people and the mind. Um, and my minor was entrepreneurship organizations and society. Did you get to work with Rick Feldman at all? Yes, I work with Rick Feldman um, and is now my business advisor. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. Right
1: now for your business now? Yeah. Okay, you'll have to tell him I said hi. It's been <laughs> A long time since I've seen him, but he was one of my favorites um, back when I had my business. So you have to tell him I said hi. I will. Um, So psychology and small business. So do you think about that when you're interacting with um, customers for the shop who are coming in? Or, you know, are you thinking a little bit about, like, the depth of, like... Not just the transaction Mm -hmm. of the purchase, but like a deeper mindset of like, why purchase or why shop with you
2: or... Always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I see psychology in my work. When I say that, uh, people think like, okay, how come? But uh, business is psychology and you have to understand people to do business. When you think about customer service, when you think about marketing, when you think about hiring... I see psychology every day in my business, and also um, mind-body work is all psychology, why fitness makes us feel the way we feel. Um, yeah, I see, like, I, I, I'm using my degree, yeah. doing the work that I'm, I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I, I can see
1: it too. Um for sure and being a small business owner there's just so many different things so many hats you know we all we always say the hats but Mm -hmm. you know so many different facets of the daily life that you have to do and you have to always be like on top of and so um i totally get the how this all works together Mm -hmm. and here we are again we have to take another break i'm tara brewster you're listening to the western mass business show i'm here today with emmy um salmon she is the founder of positively africana we'll be right back
0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP
1: welcome back to the western mass business show i'm tara brewster and we are talking about positively africana today it's a beautiful store on the second floor of thorns marketplace i'm here with my friend Emma salmon and um we've heard a great story about her life and um, perseverance and how she is uh, doing amazing things in Western Massachusetts. We're so lucky to have you. Um, And so for everyone listening, will you just say your website again so that people know where to find you. If they don't find you on the second floor of Thorns, they can find you for some products and also for signing up for classes, which I'm going to do after this.
2: (laughs) That would be amazing. (laughs) Um, What is your website? My website is www.PositivelyAfricana.com. Amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. (laughs) And so for this last
1: segment, I can't believe we're already here. I would love for you to talk a little bit about what is Positively Africana. Like, what is it today? Um, Because we've talked about all the other iterations that it's been. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what is your dream For your business and for your future. Thank you.
2: you. (laughs) No stress. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't have to be world peace or anything. Absolutely. Your slice of heaven.
2: Yeah. So, Positively Africana, as you said, is located at Thorns Market, Northampton. And our vision is to empower African women and artists, uh, makers. Um, As I mentioned before, I grew up in the Congo, so 25% of our profits goes back home so women can create African-inspired product to share it in the valley because um, it's not only... um, Making, but it's creating jobs and economic opportunities for African women. Um, just growing up in the Congo myself, um, and everything that I had to go through, and being in this area with a privilege going to Mount Holyoke uh, after graduation, I decided uh, what I'm gonna do with uh, as a career and. Um, I decided I don't wanna work for a corporation yet. I wanna um, empower those women that I saw growing up in the Congo and other African countries. And so are you um, directly
1: connecting with them here or do you have someone on the ground over there that's helping to be like a liaison Mm -hmm. for? products and things like that?
2: Absolutely, so when I started, my mom was very helpful to identifying a gifted maker in my town. And then she would tell me, I met Francine and she's gifted with blazers. Um, I met Sarah, she's really good with bags. And then we were like, okay, we can have Congolese makers. What about Kenya? And then we started to network with these women. Um, We collaborate on designs because now we have two cultures. So we have um, African culture and Western cultures. So for a product to be successful, I teach our makers what can sell better here. So as we're listening to our customers and we're getting feedback, okay, I want smaller jewelry. I love your jewelry, they're beautiful. Can you make smaller ones? So now we have our idea of product to meet the need of different people, whether they're Western culture, African culture, so we can all come in to Positively Africana, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: That's amazing. And so what are some items that sell really well for you?
2: Our dolls has been popular. We have the Amaze doll. Um, uh, The dolls are black and brown. And our mission with those dolls is to have them in every home, every classroom, every daycare, and every doctor's office. (laughs) So they've been selling well. And uh, jewelry have been popular um, because we have a lot of beadwork. We have brass, we have uh, wooden earrings, different kind of earrings that people love here.
1: Um, I know you mentioned the blazers. I particularly love the blazers. Yes. The patterns <laughs> mm-hmm. are all so beautiful and different and colorful. Yes, um, I really really like them a lot. Oh,
2: so yeah. great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and so you just opened on November first. Yes, right? November first. Yeah. And so, do you plan to stay in Thorns? Are you gonna? take your um, store on the road in the summer. I know that this past summer, you had done a lot of traveling, right? Before the actual brick and mortar store was open in Thorns.
2: Right. Yeah, so last three years, what I did was traveling in Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island to sell my product. So if there is any vendor event, vendor opportunities, I will sign up and go to sell and Um, Right now, I'm in Thorns Market and my lease is for one year. And if the business is successful, we plan to have a bigger space in Thorns.
1: Okay, that's awesome. So you are gonna need some employees.
2: Yes, (laughs) that's true.
1: That's one thing that we were talking about earlier um, is it's, it's just so hard right now. I think it's probably the hardest ever. Um, post covid for employees and employers to figure out who is the right person mm-hmm. what is the right mix how many hours you know what what is happening so
2: yeah that's will be another learning curve from'm yeah, sure yeah
1: yeah yeah it's a lot and and thorns too is is a particularly special um, place with having the the mall mentality mm-hmm. um yeah you know of just being open the same hours and having everyone sort of keep that um cadence it makes it difficult especially when you're a sole proprietor Mm -hmm. um to be able to do other things and to not be like locked locked down locked in to your store right um but you do have a massage place up there. Yes. So you should
2: <laughs> take advantage of that.
1: Well, it's actually massage on the second floor and on the third floor, so... Uh, yes.
2: Yeah. Should, I've been thinking about getting a massage. Yeah, you should like, try to figure that full out. Full body massage. Yeah. Yeah, that's upstairs. <laughs> the,
1: the quick, like, neck and head mm-hmm. um, relief is right next door to you. But, yeah, mm-hmm. the other one is upstairs um, for sure. Yeah, so... Um, so I love it, and and you know I love that you said um, not yet for a corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you if you were to be at a job, do you think of yourself at any particular job or, you know, working in any particular field? You know, I know that you said you'd done some nonprofit work mm-hmm. um, in the Congo. Do you see yourself going back to like nonprofit over for profit?
2: Yeah, I don't know that yet, but um, right now I want to focus on this and figure out. It's just like, um, just going to focus on my vision first
1: mm-hmm.
2: and these women's that I care about deeply um, yeah. and see how that's going to go. Yeah.
1: And I love that your mom's involved in it, yeah, helping you out. Yeah, she's really
2: supportive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you planning to go back anytime in the near future?
2: Yes, um, in the future I want to go see our makers because we connected very deeply. We built trust over time just the way that I can send money, they'll do the work and bring products. So I want to be able to see them. Um, and spend time with them and talk with them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In person. It is.
1: Face to face is so important.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, and I'll also make a plug for your sandals too, because I love your sandals. So oh, people should you. check those out. <laughs> um, anyway, you've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I've been here today with my friend Emma uh, Salmon, the founder of Positively Africana. I'd like to thank you for coming on. This was amazing. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Um, Um, and I'd also like to thank Greenfield Savings Bank for sponsoring the show 154 years in uh, Western Massachusetts with 8 branch locations doing really good work for the community thank you so much GSB for employing me and doing all the good work that you do also to Business West who provides so much information for all of us um, all around the Pioneer Valley um, with really great uh, bi-weekly periodicals and online presence thank you so much to Business West and Greenfield Savings Bank thank you to you MA um, and thank you to you listeners um, for listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I appreciate it.
0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.